Countdown to kickoff continues ahead of the Panthers and Jaguars in Week 17. Aditi Kinkabwala from CBS Sports with us. She'll have the sidelines today for this uh, ball game that the Jaguars got to have. It's nice to talk with you. How are you? Well, it's nice to be covering a game where there's so much urgency. Yeah, well, they didn't have a lot of urgency last week. That was the issue with the Jaguars, and that surprised a lot of people with uh, considering the situation down in Tampa. They just kind of fell down and didn't, they didn't have any life at all last week. You know, it's been an interesting season to watch from afar because I was here so much a year ago, and it felt like this was a team that was surprising people. And then this season has been about learning how to play with the burden of expectations. But it's all part of the growth of a young team. And Doug Peterson's been through it before. I mean, they did it on the other side last year, you know, rallying in December and and figuring out ways to win and probably games they shouldn't have won while the other team lost. But like you said, now they've got to finish this thing out. They've had the division lead. So, you know, what's what what now? How do they change the tune now with two weeks to go? And, and run, what the did ball, you hear? run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I'm an Doug, AFC right? North girl. I, no, I'm an AFC North girl. I believe that in December you run the ball. Okay. Even if you're in Florida, you run the ball. But I do think that with a backup quarterback, with a team that, although the Panthers did look significantly better a week ago offensively, still you want to control the clock, impose your will, run the ball, Let's go see the superstar that I believe Travis Etienne is. We've seen uh, flashes of it even this season in London against Buffalo. He was fantastic. The offensive line was really good that day. That's been part of it. The O-line has changed so much, especially on the left side. And having Cam Robinson back, that's got to give this group a boost this week. Well, you have to be excited, right? It's even in demeanor. It's not just a big body. It's not just a big name. It's his attitude out there. We talked a lot about uh, you know, this offseason, hey, you know, Cam Robinson's out the first four games, PED suspension, oh, they'll slide him over, you know, whatever. He'll figure out something. After the season, they can cut him anyway and save a bunch of money. But then he gets back in the lineup and you realize, oh, that's why. He's the left tackle. <laughs> that's why he's getting paid like he is. So people around here, at least a lot, have felt, you know, they're quick to get rid of good football players. And there's a reason he's good. You don't get rid of those guys. Certainly not. And I think that that's part of the continuity that you look for, especially when you're building a team and you're building your leadership and you're building your identity and you're showing who you are. And in a lot of ways, the Jags kind of overachieved a year ago, but they certainly set a standard. So stick to that standard as opposed to kind of going back to the mean. Where are you on Calvin Ridley? What have you seen from him this year? Okay, so I love that you're asking me that because I literally just said that out on the practice field to a member of the Jaguars staff. So where are we on Calvin Ridley? I don't know. Can I answer that question after the game on Sunday? Mm. Especially since he's someone that you hope will have a big game on Sunday. He's going to need it. I mean, there's he's the only real starting wide receiver left on the field right I didn't know now. if I was allowed to say that just yet, but correct. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, Zay's been hurt. Uh, Christian Kirk is, you know. Who oh, I'm knows. so sorry I don't get to see. I will say that. Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk are both young men that I genuinely appreciate as human beings. So I am disappointed I won't see them. But hey, Evan Engram. Having a monster year. Thank goodness and for him. Yes, and really grown as a leader from what I'm being told. And I spoke to him a bunch last year, talked to him again this week. It, it feels as if he's a little bit more at peace 
And I think security would do that for any of us, right? He was on a show me a deal a year ago where every snap, every play is so meaningful. He showed exactly who he is, found a place to call home, got that deal that he absolutely deserves. And now he's on the cusp of doing something that very, very few tight ends have ever done. Although I did ask Doug Peterson if he's only two catches away from that 100 catches. He goes, no, no, don't put that in my head. Because then they'll be forced to try to force him the ball. Well, I don't think it, they have to try to force him the ball. They're going to get the ball. Uh, <laughs> to Evan Engram. Yes. is with us, CBS Sports. All right, defensively, this was a takeaway defense. They prided themselves on stopping the run a lot of the season. Some of that's gone away now. So, all right, how do they – figure that back out in the last two weeks and and where do you begin against Carolina what do they have to offer? how about refocusing on tackling which allegedly has been done this week which you would know better since you were here every single day this week but 15 miss is that what it was 15 missed tackles last Big week number yeah 15 missed tackles that you was, can't be doing that they weren't doing that earlier in the year right so I odd. think refocusing on that working back at the fundamentals of that and I'll use the same exact word focusing on that driving it home you know and I'll certainly that's something that I'll be watching for from the sideline on Sunday and if there is a missed tackle what is the response to that you know it's something that Josh Allen talks about a lot right how do you respond and he's another one who maybe had a game that was a bit disappointing in his mind last week and so how do you respond Aditi, this is a team that's built a lot of free agent guys, guys that weren't homegrown, that weren't drafted here. But there's a few of those guys. We talked about Cam Robinson, drafted here, signed another deal here, right? There aren't many that have been around that long. Josh Allen's in a contract year. You brought his name up. Um, you know, 13 and a half sacks at the right time. If he finishes strong here, he's you know set up for a huge uh, payday in the offseason. But this – Organization needs homegrown guys that stick around for that second contract, especially the first-round guys. They have failed to do that over the years. Well, and, and I think that you do have the right guys here. I, I don't know. Now, I'm not in your locker room every single week, but I'm scanning the field this week, and I don't see jerks. I don't see any jerks. I don't know. You tell me. Am I right no, on that No, I mean, one? it feels right. I mean, this is an approachable you know, locker room. Right. So it feels as if you've got the right people who are growing and developing. You see the way Trevor has grown from a year ago, how he's grown as a leader. You talk about how Evan Engram, not homegrown, but he's grown. Mm -hmm. You see Josh Allen. It wasn't that long ago that he was learning at Calais Campbell's knee, and now Trayvon Walker is learning at Josh Allen's knee. So I think organizationally – these are the guys that you do want to keep around, that you do want to sign second contracts to, that you do want to have mold and develop the next generation. And uh, I don't see any reason that that wouldn't happen, especially since the Jaguars have had this taste of success right now. Didi Kinkabwala, CBS Sports. Final thought with you. I mean, the Jags had a two-game lead. It's now down to a tie, and they have the tiebreaker going into Week 17 to, to have the lead. So what would it mean for them? to? I, they can really clinch this thing as early as Sunday with the other two teams losing and the Jags winning, or they can really be behind the eight ball. This would be no, a no, 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 collapse. no. This is enough suspense. This is enough suspense. Why don't they go ahead, take care of business on Sunday, <laughs> do what they need to do? And I don't – I mean, that the fans should – recognize what this moment is, right? And the Jaguars should recognize what this moment is. And 
Look, we don't know until we get out there on Sunday and get a sense of it, but I certainly feel like there's been a good game talked today. A good game talked leading up Mm -hmm. to this game. And so it certainly seems as if minds are right. What does that mean? I don't know. But also, you're facing a Panthers team that you can't overlook. And the Panthers are coming off their absolute best outing. And that's a club that has been very open in acknowledging that they're not just playing out of string, that they are auditioning for a new coaching staff. They are auditioning for potentially new employers around the league. And so if you love what you do, there are not that many opportunities to do this. The Panthers aren't just going to lay down and roll over. If anybody would know that, it's the Jaguars organization, (laughs) Okay, We've been in those shoes. Great to see you. Thanks for the time. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to Sunday and the sunshine.